my God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just all over the show and I haven't been doing it. Go home and do it tonight. I'm going to do it tonight. I'm going to do it tonight. Yeah. I'll let you know how I'm feeling tomorrow. (laughs) Welcome to the Basically Being Better podcast. A show for all you people out there just trying to get a little bit better every day. Now here's your hosts, Rachel and Abby. Hey everyone and welcome back to Basically Being Better. I'm Rachel. And I'm Abby. And tonight we're going to be talking all about the book by Kana Campbell, which is The Thousand Dollar Project. Yeah. So, so it's going to be a good discussion, I think. Maybe. <laughs> no, <I hope. laughs> no promises. Yeah, I never know what to do after you, you're like, this is what we're doing. I'm like, yep, it is. What are we, what are, where, where are we going with this? What more do we say? Yeah, that's it. Done. <laughs> Episode over. Do you have a basic brag for the week? Nah. <laughs> I have nothing. Neither do I. Okay, well, that's good organization. I think it's just been one of those weeks. Yeah, well, that's basically my wine, is that I've just been a mess the last couple of weeks. Like, I just don't even, I don't even know... I just, yeah, I've just been a mess, basically. I haven't got anything under control. I just feel completely out of control at the moment. I feel like, I was talking about this earlier with Shelley, actually, and I'm like, I feel like it's the midwinter slash end of winter, like everything's just a little bit shit <laughs> yeah. time, and no one, no one's feeling that good. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I just, I just feel like I'm completely out of control. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like, it's just... I don't know, and then this is we're gonna go into my wine because this is basically it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I feel out of control, complete mess, and um, on the weekend I I had a massive pregnancy spiral, which is always fun. You know the ones where you like suddenly decide you're pregnant, and then like that's all you can think about until like you take a pregnancy test. I don't know if that happens to people very often, but it happens to me. I feel like it's got to be a common thing, <laughs> even when you're on the pill. I had it on the pill because I because the pill I took. I didn't have my period, um, or what's it, a withdrawal bleed or anything. So I just, I just never knew whether whether I was pregnant or not. Could constantly convince yourself yeah. that you were. Yeah, definitely. And I just like, yeah. So I was, I was alone in Christchurch. Like, had been hanging out with my sisters, um, for the day, which was great. And then I was staying the night at a motel by myself, which was fine. I got Uber Eats, sat in and watched TV all evening, which was. So much fun. I mean, it sounds a bit lonely, but it was a lot of fun. It sounds great. Yeah. And um, I just suddenly, my app, so I haven't, since I got off the pill, I had that one period, which I was bragging about. And I think I said this last week, I, well, yeah, last episode, I um, haven't had my period for like 70 something days now. And so my app is like, kind of like you're pregnant and don't listen to the app it doesn't know anything and it suddenly just is like yeah if you're experiencing these symptoms which were a couple of symptoms i was experiencing i um there was a noise keep going <laughs> there was a couple of exper- couple of symptoms i was experiencing and the app went yeah you must be pregnant because you haven't had your period and then i was lying there and i was like i can't be pregnant but am i pregnant don't know but I uh, I'm not pregnant there's just no way and then I had no one to talk me down and I wasn't at the point where I could like verbalize it 
to paint or anything. So I just sort of um, chewed on it all night. Chewed on it all night. And then the next day I got back um, home and I was like, I have to take a printing test like right now. <laughs> Cannot function until you do. Yeah. Um, not pregnant. That's, well, that's good. Yeah. Because, it, yeah. No, no problem if you are, but it's not where I want to be right now. Yeah. So, yeah. And so I'm just friggin' sick of this situation after coming off the pill and, like, just not knowing what the hell is going on with my mm. body. Like, I'm just, I'm, like, eating up every single period hormone pill book that I can find and trying to figure it out. And it's like, I don't want to go to the doctor because I just, I just know the situation I'm going to get in there and they're just going to say go back on the pill but I'm like that's not a, the situation I want to be in right now is not to be on the pill that's it's it's not something that I want want at the moment so why do I why do I have to do that and if this is a situation when I go off it why not get my body in the right place now so that when I do want to have kids in the future if that ever is something I want then I can do that and I don't have to, I like can do it when I want it, like as soon as I want it and know exactly what's happening with my body, not coming off the pill and thinking, oh shit, am I going to get pregnant? Am I not? Like, is this period going to come back sort of situation? You want some control over your body. Yeah. Yeah, Like a hundred percent. And the pill takes that away from you. Yeah. Both sides of the story. There definitely is. There a hundred percent is like the pill and uh, hormonal contraceptives do give definitely give people a lot of um control control over when they want to have babies and things like that but when it's a situation where you come off the pill and you don't get your period and you don't know whether it's because of i don't know whether it's my thyroid whether i actually have pcs pcos polycystic ovaries because when i went on the pill that was a potential for what was going on or if it's just post-birth control syndrome exactly like, what the hell is... And then I'm just a mess. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's never fun trying to figure these things out. And unfortunately, I've been there and I didn't get the help that I needed, even though I reached out so many times. Yeah. And it's like, where do you turn to? Yeah. And it's frustrating. I don't know if you want to talk about your situation. We can cut it if, if you want. Oh, that's, that's my one, really, isn't it? Yeah. Because, like, you keep going to the doctor and they keep prescribing you the pill. And, like, it's like, well, no, what do you do if you don't want to be on the pill? Yeah, exactly. Like, give me help. Uh, Like, give me help another way, please. Yeah, I went to the doctor last week, actually, because I'm sick of not knowing what's going on, what's causing all these symptoms. Yeah. She's like, oh, go on the pill and it'll fix all of them. I'm like, actually, no, I don't want to. And she's like, why not? And I had to go into why I didn't want to. And yeah. she accepted that, which was good, because often they don't. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, oh, well, it's just part of being a female then. you've it's, it's not. I know. I was raging. I It wasn't the only thing I went to her to see. Yeah. Like, to talk about. And I forgot everything else because I was just so mad I had to get out of there. It shouldn't be just being part part of being a female is that you have to put up with shit periods or like pain or heavy bleeding or no periods like it shouldn't just be something that you're like oh well that's just part of being female no friggin way you should be able to manage your body and be able to function yeah be able to be a functioning human otherwise yeah 
That just makes me so angry. Oh my God. (laughs) And it's not, it's kind of not even worth going there, but if it was um, males experiencing these problems, they would have figured out exactly what you should be doing or shouldn't be doing to fix it. If you're a male, you wouldn't have to put up with it. Exactly. Bah! (laughs) Anyway. Oh man, what a good start. (laughs) (laughs) So no brags, but definitely some wine. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that has come out of me reading all of these books is that um, you're, you you um, you agreed with me on this. I told you about it. Uh, is that I now don't touch receipts. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I feel like a crazy person because receipts are everywhere, but I don't touch receipts because of the hormone disruptors or whatever is in them. Exactly. It feels like BPA and <laughs> all of those sorts of things. I'm so grateful that you read this fact because I've been holding this in and not wanting to sound like a crazy person. <laughs> no, I still think you're a crazy person. I just think I'm a little bit more crazy now as well. <laughs> You're aboard the crazy train with me. I sure am, and it's hard. <laughs> the other day, like, people want to give you receipts all the time. I know. And if you buy something that you know is going to be a present and you might need to um, swap or something, then it's like, how do I get around not touching this, this receipt? I know, I know. I'm so grateful that I don't work in retail and have to be handling receipts every day. I've yeah. been wearing gloves. Yeah. I've actually gone to that level. What? Put a glove on. Do you have gloves in your bag just no, so that you can touch I would, receipts? No, I would go to that level if, <laughs> oh, I, okay. if I worked in retail. Oh my god, I could just picture you, honestly, with like a little container, like an Eclipse mint container that you've already eaten all the mints out of, and then you've put some gloves into them. So just that, in case. Just in case, so that you whip can whip out. it out and put them on just to grab a receipt. Mm, yeah. Good idea. <laughs> well, I think they're a good idea anyway for first aid reasons. Be just having some handy. Yeah. Because yeah. if you find someone bleeding in the middle of the road, which often happens, <laughs> maybe not the middle of the road, let's say on the footpath, because the road's, you know, Dr. ABCs, you've got to check that danger. And uh, when you're patting down the body for circulation, I think it is, or is it, what's B, breathing? No, yeah, circulation, B, C. <laughs> You gotta you put your gloves on so that you don't have to touch yeah, their blood. But we don't all have gloves just in our handbag. Well, if you were scared of touching receipts, you would. I've got woolen gloves in my handbag. Oh no! I might put them on next time I get given a receipt. <laughs> <laughs> but what if there's a tiny little hole in it, and it's like um, Harry Potter, <laughs> <laughs> and you had touch it with a tiny little hole, and then you're Go up into the air and you're cursed forever. I'm going to have to rethink this. Yeah, I think the gloves, um, but I'm wondering, like, the plastic on the gloves, like, is that good for you, bad for you? Probably like, where not are we good up? for you. Yeah, yeah I okay. haven't read anything about that. Oh, God, it's all a disaster. Oh. I just can't even move right now. I think we should move on. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> I've got some words of wisdom for us. Fantastic. Let's, let's bring let's, it up a notch. Let's do it. Raise it up. Um, so, um, I got this one off Instagram, where all great <laughs> words of wisdom come from. Love Insta. It was posted by Status Anxiety from a blogger called Miniso, um, and it says, happiness is achieved when you stop waiting for it. Oh, snap. Is that the one you wouldn't tell me so that I could... <laughs> I've been holding out on you. 
Isn't that so good? Oh my gosh. So happiness isn't achieved unless you're waiting. Uh, what? Unless you're waiting for it. No. no. Happy- <laughs> happiness is achieved when you stop waiting for oh! it. Oh! Yeah, no, I heard that the first time. I just uh, said it wrong. Definitely. You know, you know how you're like, oh, I'll be happy when I get that pay rise. Yes! Oh my gosh. This so feeds into the book because I like quoted down a thing that she wrote in the book about about the in the $100 pro- $1,000 project, sorry. Um, about where she's like talking about people always are say use excuses like when I meet my dream man and settle down or when I have a little bit money more money I'll start saving or when I when I can afford or pay off my debt this is when I'm gonna start doing it yeah and she's like it's so frustrating because like you sh- you are missing out on the tiny stuff you could do now to actually help yourself in the future stop waiting yeah and that's that same like stop waiting for happiness just be happy be happy well, i mean it's not that easy but is it but stop is waiting. it that easy stop waiting until you're is in that, that being... situation where you think you're going to be happy because often you'll get there and you're still not happy it's being present eh? being present it's and that. being grateful yeah totally it's the sitting there and like actually thinking about the situation you're currently sitting in, not thinking about the next thing and the next thing and the next yes. thing and the next thing and the next Stop thing. Stop living in the future. I am terrible at that. Oh, I'm always me like, oh, I'll be happy once I've done up my bathroom. Yeah. Oh, I'll be happy once I've put carpet in my house. <laughs> yeah. Just be happy now. Sit down. Shut up. Yeah. Get on with it. But it's hard to, like... I think the the easiest way to do that is to sit down and be like, okay, what is actually good for me right now? Yeah, exactly. That's why it's so important to like... Do your gratefulness. Yeah, do your gratitude journal. Yeah. How's your gratitude journal going, by the way? So, you know how I brought that book? Yeah. I'm not doing the book. I'm just... I've gone back to what I was doing before, just writing it down in a notebook. (laughs) I haven't got to the book yet. Why not? Because I want to read it first. Oh, right. you got to get around to that bit. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to just jump in and start doing it and then read it and then figure out, oh, crap, I'm doing it wrong. Mm, true, true. I um, I haven't <clears throat> I haven't been doing my gratefulness lately. But real bad. Real bad. Like the last two weeks. Oh, my God. Is this like all linked into why oh, you're feeling like a Oh, my God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just all over the show and I haven't been doing it. Go home and do it tonight. I'm going to do it tonight. I'm going to do it tonight. Yeah. I'll let you know how I'm feeling tomorrow. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> it made me feel better. Oh, man. That's cool. Okay. I'll try that. I'm glad we worked something out. Yeah. That was well done. <laughs> cool. But anyhow, the book. Should we talk about the book? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, so just to give you a quick rundown. So it was written by a financial planner who saved $32,000 in 12 months by using her unique strategy of bundling saving and earning extra money in small achievable parcels of $1,000, hence the title, The $1,000 Project. Yep, that's it. That's basically it. What happened? Great. Yeah, summed it up. You don't need to read the book anymore. (laughs) No, I definitely recommend, if any of this sounds like something you'll be interested in, read the book because we're only only glossing over the finer points of the... She puts it much more eloquently. Oh, for sure. And we'd like... I'm just picking up what I can remember from reading it the other day. Not, yeah. I haven't gone back through and like re-read, re-read it. Yeah, it's a really good book, and it's a it's not a big hefty read either. It's no, a pretty quick read, a couple of hours or yeah. so. Um, really good. How did you find it? Um, 
I found it good. Do you want to explain uh, sort of what her process is that she's like advocating for in the book? So it's sort of like her plan. So the way it works is she, um, she, she's, she says that she's earning the extra thirty-two thousand on top of what was uh, on top of her salary. Yeah, on top of her salary, but it's done. It's kind of not how it works. So um, the way she does it is that she's got this extra fund that says thousand dollar project, and she'll earn money towards that thousand dollar project, and then she'll take those that thousand dollars. As soon as she hits a thousand dollars, she takes that money and she puts it into a passive um, investment fund, and so. The different ways she's earning the money is the one of the main ways of doing it is basically budgeting. And then if you so say you're going out for dinner and you're like, I'm going to spend 40 bucks on this dinner tonight. And then you finish dinner and you actually pay for it and you only spend uh, 30 bucks on it. So the extra $10 goes into your $100 um, sorry, $1,000 project. I keep calling it a $100 project because that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I'm doing because I'm, I just. Starting off small. Yeah, start, definitely. And just seeing how well I go because at the moment I'm just, yeah, it's just a lot for me to do $1,000. It just yeah. seems like too much. And she totally, like, that's in the book. She's like, it's very adaptable. I did find that was really good. Like, it's not something that. You have to you do You have it to do way. it that certain way. It's, yeah. She just gives you an outline for how you can do it and improve it. Yeah, how this is what she's done, but make it work for you. Type exactly, thing, which was really good because anyone could pick up the book and even make it work for them. Yeah, so that was, and then the other way she was making money was sort of uh, doing like market research and doing extra stuff on top of her, um, on top of her day job. Day job. So she lives in Sydney, in Sydney, and there's. There's obviously, I don't know, there's a quite a lot of opportunities in Sydney to do extra things. Like she was advertising for herself to go, I don't know, do people's gardens and yeah. things like that. So her weekends were full of her doing jobs that would um, give her ultimately extra cash to put into her $1,000 project. Yeah. And then also like selling things as well. Selling things. And I think mm. she was, she like, she'd cut things out and that would... Yeah, like she's like, oh, I'm not going to buy this anymore and that money can go towards my $1,000 yeah. project. Yeah, so like instead of paying for Netflix each month, she'd, yep. she'd pay that extra, what is it, like $17 into her um, $1,000 project each month. So it's a little bit of like actually just spending the money, saving the money that you are spending and thinking about how you're spending and what you're spending your things on and budgeting your your wants and needs in life and then taking anything that's anything that ends up being a little bit cheaper and putting it in um the extra into your thousand dollar project account Mm. yeah definitely so that's the basic that's a very basic rundown and she's what she's got a youtube channel yeah sugar mama tv sugar mama tv and that um that she goes into a lot of ages. Yeah, she posts lots of tips and updates of what she's doing and all of that type of thing. It's really good. Well, yeah. She's got a few. Yeah, she's got a lot, a lot of information on there, I reckon. Yeah. More than probably what she's put in the book, probably. I think she's been doing it for a while. Yeah. 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 So, and the and that $1,000 thing, by, by aiming for smaller lumps, bundles of cash or money, um, it kept her a lot more focused and and then she's put them into a, a passive investment fund which is 
creating revenue and any revenue, even uh, any dividends that come out of that fund is what she's um, she's decided she's going to donate it towards a charity of some description. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool actually. It's yeah. awesome what she's doing. Yeah. So, how did you find the book? Um, I found it was really good. It was good to read. Like, it wasn't exactly new information as such, mm. but she put it in a different way, like breaking it down into more achievable, like manageable sums yep. to work towards and save, which was really cool. Um, the bit that I really struggled with is because she's like, oh, this is going to be money on top of your salary and then it's mm. actually money out of your salary yeah. with making the savings yeah that i really struggle with and i'm i'm gonna try to do the thousand dollar project and i'm not gonna do it that way okay purely because i already like if i don't spend money i already put it into my savings account yeah i think you're right there that it's it's if you are a person who just can't keep control of your finances and don't know where you're saving your savings are nothing like well not nothing but your savings are a little bit of low show sporadic whatever this is a really good technique and way of looking at your finances and going okay what do i need to do where do i want to be how am i going to get there like it's very and I mean, a lot of um, finance books are like that as well. And yeah. it, which, I mean, if you're in that situation, I definitely recommend reading reading this book or any book that might help you um, kind of get in touch with your savings yeah. and your money where it's actually being spent and yeah. where you can save it and whatnot. And I, that's, the, that's the thing I found. Like, I'm pretty, like, already on top of what I'm doing with my finances. So yeah. I don't, I didn't find, like, too much use in it no um i did like it did make me like i actually went through and i prioritized out what i'm trying to achieve with my savings and things like that i um have decided on what i'm trying to get rid of first like what so she breaks it down your debt and she talked about um, toxic debt, and that's first, like, credit cards is, like, the number one, wasn't it? And then, what was next? It was, like, car repayments or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was things that you weren't going to get a return on again. Yeah. yeah like, dead money. Yeah. So, if your yeah, credit card debt or any, if, you, if you've got anything on higher purchase or anything like that. Yeah. And that's, like, the toxic stuff. And that's where you should um, focus on first and get rid of that debt as yeah. soon as possible. Yeah. So, that's what she was re- recommending her $1,000 project was every $1,000 bundle is going towards that debt. So, yeah. it's sort of on top of your everyday spending. You're, you're saving something to get rid of that debt that could be weighing you down. And then... Um, I think mortgage sort of came in next, but she sort of had student loans in there because it's Australian. And um, in New Zealand, we have this great thing called interest-free student loan. And I think that was something that I really got out of the book was it actually made me sit down and think, right, okay, I've got a student loan, unlike some of us. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, it took dude. a long time to pay off. Yeah, I've sure. been in the workforce a lot longer. Okay. <laughs> oh, I hate my student loan. I hate it so much. But I just did it make want you want like... to pay it off so badly, <laughs> and like so badly that it actually this reading this book is what made me sit down and like do a little bit more research, make me think about what my priorities are and how 
getting rid of my student loan is not necessarily the most advantageous thing at the moment to be putting my extra money towards because um, I'm not planning on leaving New Zealand for an extended period of time anytime soon. So it's not something I need to get rid of in case. So if you're going overseas, I think, and you're going to be going longer than six months, isn't it? It's probably worth looking at what your student loan's like and how to get rid of it fast. Yeah, so you don't have to pay that interest. Yeah. Whereas... Right now, I'm not intending on going anywhere anytime soon. So the fact that my student loan's not going to be paid off until I'm like 100 is... Okay, that might be an exaggeration, <laughs> but it feels like it. Honestly, I can't, I can't... I hate my student loan so much. But it doesn't matter because it's interest-free at the moment. So she helped you realise to see that? <laughs> yes. So and it's got where you, where you are. Yeah, it did. It got, yeah, it got me where I am and it's fine. I just... My parents are walking around with no student loan because they didn't get... They just went to university for free. Yeah. God, that'd be good. Things are different. It's okay. But do you know what's crazy? Like, they have so many friends who have never went to university They're in their generation and it's like... Mm. My parents didn't. Exactly. And it's like, but you had it for free. <laughs> but the thing is, they didn't realize that it was going to cost. And I I don't I don't know, but especially with my parents, they did things that they wanted to do. They yeah. weren't like, oh, I have to go to uni. No. No. Like, my parents didn't do what they did. didn't think they had to go to uni, but they wanted to go to uni and that was... And they could. Yeah, and yeah. they could and it was free. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so anyway, it made me prioritize what I wanted, what I want to work towards getting my savings to going towards. And I have already got savings going towards things anyway, like wedding related things and renovation related things and travel related things. So I don't want to start. So many things to save for. Exactly. I don't yeah. I just feel like I'm constantly saving and never spending. But is that a bad thing? No, probably not. Because we've we watched that ethical clothing yeah, documentary. Yeah. I'm yeah. I don't feel like I'm missing out on not spending after watching that. Um stuff on clothes, yeah. I don't mind I don't mind spending or uh, not spending stuff on clothes. It's more like not spending stuff on going to concerts and uh, okay. flying okay. places and seeing things you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where but i'm like sitting there like fund. i shouldn't go to 660 mm. because i need to pay for the wedding <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah no i see your point yeah but it is yeah it's just prioritizing and that sort of thing and that's what it helped so do you want to hear my priorities now go for it one mortgage because obviously it's interest yeah interest and it's the biggest debt i have um, even more so than my student loan, but it's not just mine, so I feel less I feel less badgered by it. Because you can share that obligation. I can share that obligation, yes. Um uh my GFF, which is my get fucked fund, which is the um just I want to build up enough sitting in my savings that if anything, if if I get to the point where I'm not enjoying something, I can be like, get fucked and uh, just see move on. Yeah, see you later. I can live off my little my little nest egg for X amount of time until I'm at a stage. It's 
pretty minimal. I can't do that. <laughs> but you're working on it. But that would be my next thing after my mortgage is I get fucked fund. Yeah. And then I already invest a yeah. little bit every month. So um, once I have an, I get fucked fund sorted, then I want to start investing a little bit more. And then my student loan. It's a good good priority order. Yeah. Did Got you, it sorted. Yeah. How'd you find the whole priorities thing? You Um Yeah. I don't know. I feel like a lot of this I've already got like under control and I didn't need to really revisit. Yeah. So I kind of glossed over a little bit. Obviously we're trying really hard to pay off our mortgage really quickly. So that's yeah. our main focus. And obviously we're saving for the wedding and saving for travel and renovations as well. <laughs> so those are the things that we're, we're working on. And it didn't change that because we've already got plans in place to put all our money towards those things. Yeah. Which we're doing. And they're my priorities and that's it. So yeah. I kind of glossed over that quite quickly. So like the whole book? No, that <laughs> section. Of, like, prioritizing and all of that. Like, I still did it. I still yeah, wrote yeah, yeah. it all down. But it was just like, oh, yeah, boom, boom, boom. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. I didn't have to stop and think, oh, what are my priorities? Yeah, true. You don't have a lovely student loan anymore. No, but my partner does. <laughs> so it's not like we're student loan lists. Yeah. I really did struggle with the bit how it's like, this costs $30, but... You had budgeted $40, put the $10 extra in your yeah. $1,000 project fund. I really struggled with that because I want to be making money on top of my salary. Yeah. I want it all to be generated from that because everything that I make, I'm saving. If yeah. it's not being spent on food or like power or anything like yeah. that, it's going to savings. There is no extra money yeah. left. And if I budget a certain amount, it goes straight into savings yeah. if there's any left over. So I really struggled with that. And I think I probably will. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to reach a thousand dollars because I'm not going to have all these little extra bits of money going into it. I yeah. may be like cutting myself off. Yeah. By not doing that. Because she even said like, if you go to the grocery store and you've budgeted like what five dollars for, I don't know, what do you buy? Five dollars <laughs> for cheese. I love cheese. Um, and then it turns out the cheese you want is on special for three dollars. You stick that two dollars into your uh, $1,000 project yeah. fund. Yeah. And I see her point. Yeah. I definitely do. And I see how it could, like, work. But mm. also, I've already spent that money on something else. Like, it's already gone into my savings account. Like, yeah. I'm not going to touch it just because I didn't spend it now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think I think it's, it's a definitely a brilliant book for someone who doesn't have any idea how to approach their spending and they just feel out of control with their spending yeah, and they want to look at how they're spending and what they're spending their money on and how to how to um get save some, some yeah, and, save yeah. Some. and get it under control yeah i do really like that it's pitched as like a project or a challenge yeah. i love a good challenge <laughs> i've like it's called the thousand dollar project but i'm like i'm gonna do the thousand dollar challenge yeah yeah that really like yeah. Yep. Same. I I like that too. And I but she does very much sort of um talk 
you through like making it like a passion project so that you are passionate enough to save this money rather than just be something that's like a chore to do. Yeah. Which is fizzles out. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably where I'm at with it. (laughs) I probably haven't done it very well. I don't know. So far, I've been doing it for three weeks. I've made 30 bucks. That's awesome. In my $100 project. I've got 70 bucks to go and I've got 100 bucks. That is awesome. You're nearly there. I know. How have you saved this extra money? Um, Doing all of the things that you said you don't do. You wouldn't oh. do. So I, so I budget. So previous to reading the book, I have, I, I was the same as you. I have pretty, like... My finances, I have a lot of accounts. <laughs> I have a lot of accounts and they've all got specific names and they've all got specific amounts of money in them to do specific things. So I have a bills account, which is Pete and I pay our bills from and we always put the same amount of money into that and any extra left over in that is just covers any unforeseen bills. Like if, I don't know. Something broke. Something or, breaks. Yeah. yeah. And then I have personally... Um, once we've paid off our bills and we're savings and everything like that, um, savings for the wedding and savings for other things, oh, and groceries we pay together and all that sort of stuff, we have our own little own own money that we can spend on whatever we want, and so that's where I've broken my accounts down into a couple of different couple of different things. I got week one, week two, and then big stuff. <laughs> big stuff sounds fun. Big stuff is fun. Big stuff is when I can save up enough to pay for those tickets to six sixty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I always put like I I was doing like seventy five into week one, seventy five into week two, and then whatever's left over is in big stuff. And then every month, every two weeks, some money is going out into um, my passive, uh, my investment fund, managed fund which I don't have to do anything with. I just put money somewhere and it's like your Kiwi saver. Someone else manages it. Yeah. yeah. And um, this changed that slightly in that now I think about what I want to spend my money on in the next two weeks and I will budget out those things. And then if they end up costing less, that's when I'll put the money into my my $100 project. Yeah. And... Also, it made me, like, evaluate things that I'm spending money on that I probably don't use the full advantage. Like, I pay for social club mm-hmm. at work, and that's, like, $6 every two weeks. How and often do you go to a social I club thing? I haven't been to a single social club thing this year. Yeah. So, I'm like, they're not having my money. No. <laughs> that's, like, 150 bucks a year. Exactly. So, that's I've already made a $100 project right there. Done. You need to make it a $200 project. <laughs> Yeah, so um, now I'm putting every every payday, I put another six bucks into my $1,000 project. Because I wasn't cool. spending that money before. No, and now that you're getting it, you probably don't even notice like one way or the other. Like yeah. it's $6, but you could be saving that $6. Exactly. That's awesome. And I think that's the same thing. Like I've got, I've given myself like a rule. So when um, pay review comes around, which happens yearly, in our role, eventually, um, any any increase, whether it's like one percent or whatever, that money will go into my hundred dollar project. Cool. Instead of me just being like, yeah, 
more money. Spend, spend, spend. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So then, and then eventually, because at the moment we're not in a position to, our mortgage is fixed, so we can't change anything. So then eventually, obviously, that extra money will go into my mortgage rather than into my $100 project. But yeah. that's a you're year away. You're saving it, and that's what you're saving for. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. really cool. So it did help me, like, it was it was an opportunity for me to reevaluate how I'm running my money and yeah. whether there's a better way to do it. And so, yeah, so um, it's going okay so far, that way of doing it. That's awesome. And yeah. you're already at $30. I know. In three weeks, that's $10 extra a week. That is good going. Yeah. Uh, the selling, is low, like, selling stuff, I'm not, like, a very good seller. Yeah. Neither. <laughs> so I'm going to do the thousand dollar project but I'm going to do it joint with Jono yeah that's good and I'm going to heavily rely on him because he's very good he's at, a good seller he's a good seller <laughs> and he's got the patience to do it I do not oh god like we're talking about it today and there's like do you use buy sell swap on Facebook or do you use trade me like there's so many options it's a scary it's a scary prospect you don't know all the crazy people out there. I know. And then you've got people messaging you yeah. and like, oh, it's no, a, it's a lot of admin. Nah. Yeah. I'm out. That's, yeah. yeah. Good that, thing you've got Jono to I help know. you out there. I am going to have to um, do a bit myself though. Really? What else have you, what have you got as ways of doing it? I've got so much to sell. Um. So what, how I'm going to generate the money. Yeah. So... Obviously, I've got so much to sell. I've probably got a thousand dollars worth of stuff to sell. Really? Yeah. Like, I've been... God, I Marie Kondoed all of my stuff. See, when I Marie Kondoed, I've got a heap of stuff to sell because I uh... wasn't okay with letting it go because either it was too good or I knew I could get money for it. So yeah. Since I've been holding on to it since Marie Kondo. Wow. That was the start. That's amazing. So, I need to sell all that. Um, this is going to sound ridiculous. Um. Jono's quite good at finding money on the ground. <laughs> so any ground money, we've already ground got... Ground money? We've got a ground money um, money box. How much money is in your ground money money box? Uh, we counted the other day, and this is only from the beginning of the year, and it was $10.30. Whoa, just from ground money? Just from ground money. That's a decent amount per month. Yeah, they're gold coins. Whoa. It's not picking up 10 cents. Oh my we, God. We pick up the 10 cents. How much money is too much money to just pick up and pocket? Yeah, we have this discussion quite often. I reckon, for me personally, it would be $50 or more. Yeah, $50 is quite a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, that's halfway to my $100 project. Exactly. <laughs> I couldn't, I I would have to hand that money in. Yeah. Is anybody going to notice, like, 20 bucks? Don't think so. Oh, but you feel so bad, because if I lost 20 bucks, I'd be so annoyed. Same. Same. But who's going to go to the police and say I lost 20 bucks? No one. What are you going to do? You're not even probably going to retrace your steps. Or do you just leave the 20 bucks for someone else to pick it up who probably is more less fortunate than you are? You don't know who's going to pick it up, though. It could be someone that doesn't deserve it at all. It could be a millionaire. Or do you donate the 20 bucks you because it's so much money that yeah. you feel bad? That would probably make me feel more comfortable. I think that's a good option. If it's... $20 or more, you donate it to charity. Fantastic. I've, I'm glad we've we've sorted that ethical dilemma. Phew. <laughs> Solving the world's problems right now. Right on my mind. <laughs> um, yeah. And also, oh, Jono does gigs occasionally and gets paid cash. So that's going to be going straight into the fund as Perfect. well. And then anything else that I come across along the way. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. 
We'll see how it goes. Yeah. That's what I thought. I just struggled with thinking of thinking of things that I could do to make money that I... Because I don't want to give up my weekends. No. I feel like... Weekends feel are like, so valuable. Yeah. So valuable. They're the only times that I get to recharge in a week and I don't want to be using them to make money. I don't... I'm, I don't care that much. Yeah. No. I completely, <laughs> completely agree. Um, time is so valuable. Mm. Yeah, so I'm just going to see how it goes. Yeah. There, I want to share a great quote from the book. So it was like at the end when she was sharing, sharing like a heap of stories. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and this was from one of the ladies that had written into a weaver. And she said, it's not about being perfect, it's about being better. Oh, snap. Like, girl, that <laughs> is amazing. That is exactly about, is that? that's just like, what we're trying to do, right? I know. She summed us up. I'm like, have you been listening to Basically Being Better? <laughs> Hashtag made it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hashtag made it. Yeah. As in Basically Being Better, it's out there in the world. <laughs> I did not know where you were going with that. I was like, hashtag not perfect, but better. Like, is there... <laughs> I was just starting something. I'm pretty proud of both of those hashtags, actually. We'll add them to the list. Fantastic. <laughs> um, so I think we decided we were going to report back in like six months and let you know how we're going. Yeah, I'll see if I get past $30. I think you will. you got $6 coming in every fortnight. You'll oh, be fine. Yeah, six months. I'll have, what's six times six? Don't ask me. <laughs> it's, not, it's not six times six either because it's oh, fortnightly. Yeah. It's 12, 12 times six. <laughs> Wait, I can do this. No, I can't. Don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. This is a maths freezing. <laughs> you do not have to do maths. No maths. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Because I think I'm done. Yeah, no, that was, that was it, eh? It was good. Short, sweet. Yeah. Read the book. Read the book. I definitely recommend it if you need need some motivation for saving. Definitely. It's a good way to do it. Definitely. Like, I say I didn't get that much out of it, but I also felt, like, re-energized to, like, keep going yeah. with my savings. So yeah. It was a good read. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the experience bit at the end you just mentioned where it, where it was, like, the last chapter, wasn't it? It was just experiences. It was, like, quite good to read them and um like they were a bit boring like I was like oh this is just everybody else's opinions but also it was quite good because it made me realize of the different ways people had adapted the way of her doing it to make it work for them yeah yeah so that was good but it it was me going oh (laughs) yeah but it made it real like yeah it's all well and good reading something sometimes but unless you can hear about other people that have made it work sometimes you're just like uh I'll just put that off yeah don't want yeah. to. Yeah. Sure. Mm. Well, that's it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, if anyone's read it or got any tips on how to make money outside of selling oh, yeah. things, please, I've got nothing. please hit us up. We'd basically be- being better at gmail.com. Or on Insta at basically being better. All right. Uh, bye. bye. <laughs> Basically being better with
Rachel and Abby who are trying to eat better and to watch less telly. They're trying to save the world and to be truly happy and dishing out some advice as our best babe Shelly. Basically being better and building better lives so remove your scarlet letter and give that more high fives. Yeah, our mothers, daughters, sisters, aunties, girlfriends and wives. We're basically being better ladies for the rest of our lives. This is a maths freezing. <laughs> this is a maths freezing. <laughs> this is a maths freezing. <laughs> this is a maths freezing. <laughs>